Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in rural Monticello. This service was taped March the 6th, 2022, the first Sunday in Lent. The sermon is by Vicar Holly Nows. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Terry Keeney. This radio broadcast is given by Virgil and Rhonda Weirs in celebration of their 50th wedding anniversary on March the 3rd. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Are we on? Can you hear me? Can you hear me without the mic? Because I'd like to just take this off. How is everybody? Some of you have gotten a lot taller. What? It feels like I haven't... We're talking to you, Ian. It feels like I haven't been gone that long, and then I come back and everybody's just tall and stuff. But it's good to be here. I love, Kelly, that you didn't... Get the numbers up there. That makes me feel like I'm at home at St. Peter and Paul. But normally I would just say, Jeff! And he would run over and do whatever needs to be done. He's not here, so here we are. Also, I forgot my glasses. So if everybody could say a really nice, quiet prayer that I can read things, uh, that would be wonderful as well. So, is there anything anyone would like to share before we begin? Yes. That's fine. Look, that's why I have this. People think it's because of it's a technology thing. Untrue. I do it to make the words bigger in situations like this. So that's beautiful. But thank you very much. Um, we are going to change one thing. We will just be singing the first verse of each song. I have to leave quickly. Um, and not that that's not a wonderful, beautiful part of worship. It absolutely is. But here we are. Time takes me 20 minutes to get back out there. So, with that, let us prepare our hearts and our minds for worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin, made us alive together with Christ, and by the grace, by grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with the power of the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
us pray together the prayer of the day listed in your bulletin. O Lord God, you led your people through the wilderness and brought them to the promised land. Guide us now so that following your Son, we may walk safely through the wilderness of this world toward the life you alone can give. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 26, verses 1 through 11. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit on the ground, which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And you shall put it in a basket and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. You shall go to the priest who is in that office at that time and say to him, Today I declare to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make his response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard your voice and saw your affliction, your toil, and, your, and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power and with the signs and wonders, and he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given to me. You shall set it down before the Lord your God and bow down before the Lord your God. Then you, together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you, you shall celebrate with all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please read the psalm responsibly. You who dwell in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Because you have made the Lord your refuge and the, and the Most High your habitation. No evil will befall you, nor shall affliction come For God will give the angels charge over you to guard you in all your ways. Upon their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. You will tread upon the lion cub and viper. You will trample down the lion and the serpent. They will call me and I will answer them. I will be them, I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. The second reading is from Romans chapter 10 verses 8b through 13. The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. 
That is the word of faith that we proclaim, because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, one does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority. For it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And then Jesus answered him, it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. And then Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. With that, the devil had finished every test. He departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Christ. I figured since I had to make Craig jump up to bring this to me, I'll just stay here. This feels comfortable. Is that okay with everyone? All right. So when I was a kid, my parents would say this, and I bet you guys have had some of the same conversations with your parents. Okay, I don't care if you go to their house, but who are their parents? And that annoyed the heck out of me. Like, you don't trust my judgments? They're my friends. I want to go hang out with them. But it was always that same question. Who are their parents? And then it would, some conversation would ensue. Like, oh, you know, that she's a sister to so-and-so. And didn't they used to work downtown at that one place? Yeah, I think they're good people. I'll drop you off, but I'm going to pick you up at nine. Okay. Um, then, even before I was a parent, I remember this. And some of you might even know who I'm talking about. It's kind of funny. My brother-in-law... Um, he was about seven years younger than us, and we dropped him off at a friend's house for a party, and he came out with this big smile on his face, you know, like seventh grade boys do. And so I was like, who's the girl? It's Beth. Beth who? Who are her parents? 
Their parents are a pastor. Her name's Beth Hatcher. Oh! I approve. Who we are shapes other people's perceptions of us. But in that same sense, who we think we are shapes how we act. So our gospel text today shows us that the devil knew this. So he questioned Jesus' identity. There are three little words that he says to help us understand the temptations that the devil presented to Jesus. If you are. If you are. Sounds kind of conditional, doesn't it? You almost expect a then after that. So we heard at Jesus' baptism, just a little while ago, in Luke 3.22, following Jesus' baptism, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And then just a few days later, the devil says, not once, but three times, If you are the Son of God, so the devil is pressuring Jesus to prove what it means to be the Son of God. For those 40 days in the wilderness, the devil provoked, oh, Kelly likes to say, picked at him. He quotes Deuteronomy 6.16, Jesus says, and he says to the devil, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. quoted scripture that he learned as a child. The temptations that Jesus faced are the same ones that you and I fall victim to, I think, on a regular basis. What's wrong with us wanting a little control over our own lives, right? And I would venture to say that every single one of us here thinks we are kind of in control of our own lives. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with wanting to have a little money in the bank for our future? What's wrong with wanting more things for our kids than we had? That's legit, right? Well, there is a problem with that. The problem is, just like the things that the devil wanted Jesus to do, those are all selfish and self-serving things. And Jesus rejected those temptations. He rejected them because he was able to live into his identity as the Son of God. He was sent here, Jesus was, to walk on this earth, not for himself, not for all of those selfish things, but to serve others. Right? So after Jesus had struggled in the wilderness for those 40 days, he struggled with his identity. He walked back out of the wilderness with a clear mind, a mind, clear mind about his identity. And then, and that's when he began to preach, teach, and heal. Not before he made his identity after. After Jesus, oh, pardon me, then on Ash Wednesday, I don't know about all of you, I can speak to Janice because she was there. 
On Ash Wednesday, we thought about our sins and the messiness of our own lives. And then we're given this gift, a gift of 40 days to contemplate the life of Jesus and his identity as God. And then as we do that, we have to ask ourselves some questions. Who am I as a beloved child of God? When we recognize who we are as children of God, as beloved children of God, that's when we're sharing the good news with others. What is God calling me to do? And what is God calling us to do together as a body of Christ? Our theme at St. Peter and Paul this year for the Lenten journey is life together. Many of uh, my parishioners, and I assume maybe many of you, have read the book by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Life Together. If I had to sum up that book, it would say, we are better together. I am no one without you. In this quote, from his book, he speaks to our identity in Christ and with one another in the kingdom of God. God did not make this person as I would have made him. He did not give him to me as a brother for me to dominate and control, but in order that I might find above him the creator. Now the person, now the other person in the freedom which he was created, becomes the occasion of joy, whereas before he was only a nuisance and an affliction. God does not will that I should fashion the other person according to the image that seems good to me. That is, in my own image. Rather, in his very freedom from me, God made this person in God's image. I can never know beforehand how God's image should appear in others. That image always manifests a completely new and unique form that comes solely from God's free and sovereign creation. To me, the sight may seem strange, even ungodly, but God creates every man in his likeness of his son, the crucified. And after all, even that image certainly looked strange and ungodly before I grasped it. Do you guys know who Dietrich Bonhoeffer is? So Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who that whole big long quote came from, his book Life Together, was an author, a pastor, a theologian, and a um, prisoner. And he died at the hands of um, guards at Oh, I can't remember. Anyone? No? It's a prison camp that I cannot remember the name of. He died because he was anti-Nazi. And they knew it. And they were threatened by him. And here's the thing. This man, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and you could maybe have heard it in these words, he pastored to the guards that marched him off to his death. He pastored to those guards. He pastored to other prisoners 
because he knew that's who he was here for, he was here for them. So Lent is a time for us to ask important questions. And the answer to all of these questions will shape our lives and our identities as beloved children of God, both individually and as a community. Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness struggling with the question of his identity, struggling to discover what it meant to be the Son of God. So throughout the 40 days of Lent, we are called to do the same things. And I ask you all to ponder this. Who are you as a beloved child of God? And who are we together? It's in Jesus' name we pray all of these things. Amen. Please stand as you are able as we confess our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Drawn close to the heart of God, we offer these prayers for the church, the world, and all who are in need. We pray for the earth and all its creatures. Protect wilderness places and all plants and animal species that call them home. Sustain farmers and all laborers who work in the land and harvest the fruits of its abundance. Merciful God, we pray for the nations of the world. Awaken elected leaders and government officials to the needs of those who are oppressed and grant them compassion to deal mercifully with immigrants and refugees who reside among us. Merciful God. We pray for those in need. Rescue those experiencing mental illness or contending with addiction. Ease the anxiety of those who live with dementia. Surround those who are sick or are in need of your care, especially Carol Helgens, Gwen Edwards, Kalinda Stadmuller, Marty Scharf, Bonnie Tobiason, Jim Benter, Karen Stolte, Marlene Falconer, Jim Koperich, Digger Naus, Ben Harms, David Frankfurt, Trevor Owens, Dustin Starn, Chase Sternhagen, Floyd and Jeanette Reddy. And Lord, we ask you to comfort those affected by severe weather last night, including the seven in Iowa who lost their lives. And we pray for those families. We especially pray this day for Pastor Wade, Liz, and their family, as Pastor cares for his parents. Merciful God. 
We pray for this assembly. Bless those who bake bread and prepare the table for our communion celebration. Accompany those who share the bounty of this meal with those who are homebound or hospitalized. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We give thanks to the, for those who have died, especially Anne-Marie Pluger. Gather her with all the saints into your heavenly dwelling place. Encourage us with the promise that all who call upon your name are saved. Merciful God, accept the prayers that we bring, O God, on behalf of a world in need for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Also with you. Do we share the peace or we don't share the peace? Well, that's look across the row at each other, nod, <laughs> sign a peace, whatever it is. I grieve that, but I don't, I know that not everyone else does. God, our provider, you have not fed us with bread alone, but with the words of grace and life. Bless us in these your gifts, which we receive from your bounty, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. A blessing for you as you go on your day. Almighty God, Father, and Holy Spirit, bless you all now and forever. Amen. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.